0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 24 verses 10 to 18. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. When you make your neighbor a loan of any kind, you shall not go into the house to take the pledge. You shall wait outside while the person to whom you are making the loan brings the pledge to you. If the person is poor, you shall not sleep in the garment given you as the pledge. You shall give the pledge back by sunset so that your neighbor may sleep in the cloak and bless you, and it will be to your credit before the Lord your God." You shall not withhold the wages of poor and needy laborers, whether other Israelites or aliens who reside in your land and one of your towns. You shall pay them their wages daily before sunset because they are poor and their livelihood depends on them. Otherwise, they might cry to the Lord against you and you would incur guilt. Parents shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall children be put to death for their parents. Only for their own crimes may persons be put to death. You shall not deprive a resident alien or an orphan of justice. You shall not take a widow's garment in pledge. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore, I command you to do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we continue this summer sermon series on spiritual gifts. Now we have stepped it up by adding a spiritual gift inventory that you can take on the church website or in printed version available near the main desk just outside the Great Hall. There's more information about it in your bulletin, how to participate and whatnot. Uh, This inventory will help you identify the spiritual gifts that God has given you. And according to this inventory, mine is encouragement. So let me encourage you to go take the spiritual gifts inventory. Each person worshiping here has been given by God a gift of the Spirit. And it will bring us joy... To put those gifts to work, it will make our church stronger when we all use the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Having covered now encouragement, discernment, artistic expression, generosity, and teaching, now we move today to hospitality, which I believe is my father's spiritual gift. My father can be a quiet man, he's cerebral. But I remember well how many times he noticed the people just outside of a group and invited them in. That's what I'd like for you to think about as we consider hospitality today. Who notices those on the outside and invites them in? When I watched my dad offer hospitality, it was to kids on my baseball team who needed a ride to the game or when a scout in my brother's scout troop didn't have the money to pay for the trip that everyone else was going on. My dad noticed those kids and he stepped up to give him a ride or to pay his way. My, My dad, who was often my baseball coach, would have us leave the, the house early to pick up the players who were, who were raised by moms with inflexible jobs or whose families had one car that someone used to go back and forth to work, whatever it was that would have prevented these guys from getting to practice or the games. My dad stepped in and helped, which meant that I had to help too. <laughs> Riding with him, I got to see for myself that not everybody gets to live in a house with a two-car garage, two parents, and money to pay for the newest baseball cleats. Some of these guys would be waiting outside their houses for us, wanting to meet us before we could get close enough to see beyond the front door. They didn't ever want us to go inside their homes. They preferred to meet us outside the house or on the corner. My dad would pick them up and take them back. If the game lasted until after dinner, then on the way home, we'd always stop to eat. And this is what I remember most clearly, so clearly that I can still see it, how after one of these games, one of my teammates who needed a ride to and from went with us to McDonald's for dinner. This guy was so thankful that my dad paid. He just thanked him again and again. Then he savored each one of his McDonald's chicken McNuggets as though they were a gourmet treat. I was used to eating these things, so I had likely put away a 20-pack of those nuggets by, by the time this guy had finished his third one. Once I finished, I watched this guy slowly make each nugget last, three or four bites per nugget, taking the time to savor what he was eating. When we dropped him off back at his home, I started to understand why he ate this way. I could imagine that for him, eating out at McDonald's was something special. For me, it was just a quick meal with my dad. In fact, I was so used to him taking me out to eat and letting me order whatever I wanted that I wonder if I even said thank you. This teammate, on the other hand, had been denied what I took for granted, a ride to and from the game a hot meal after, and a father to take him. So when he ordered nuggets with us, he took the time to enjoy my father's hospitality. My dad's spiritual gift is hospitality. He notices people and he invites them in. He notices the kid who is standing just on the edge of the group. He recognizes that not everyone has a parent who can drop everything to drive to and from baseball practice or can afford to go on each scout trip. Not everyone notices these things. And only years later did I come to understand why my dad was this way. Growing up, he was a scout, but his dad didn't participate much. At one scout meeting, the scout master it must have been Veterans Day or something, asked my grandfather who had served in Korea to come and speak to the troop. My dad wasn't excited about having his father come to the troop meeting and it all unfolded just as he feared it would for his father walked into that scout meeting drunk. Scoutmaster, covered for him, and slowly walked my grandfather out of the meeting room while my dad just watched. Can you imagine, in front of all his friends, in his safe place, in that safe place where he could get away from all the chaos and feel, for just a moment, like a normal kid I don't think he ever forgot the feeling of watching his dad escorted out of the scout meeting. So, in every teammate of mine who had it rough, a mom who couldn't go to all the games and a dad who was out of the picture, I know now that my father saw himself." The intention of our second scripture lesson is the same. Our second scripture lesson came from the book of Deuteronomy, and Deuteronomy is a difficult book to get excited about. However, Jesus quoted the book of Deuteronomy nearly as much as He did His his favorite book, the Psalms, so we ought to pay attention to it. We read in Deuteronomy that the foundation for treating the poor with equity is the reminder that You were a slave in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt. My dad was once the kid without an attentive father, and he never forgot that. He remembered what it was like to be the boy without the money or uh, the father to do everything with him. He remembered what it was like to need a ride to practice and a meal after. And so he provided those things with his hospitality. He made those guys feel more at home on the team or in the troop. Why did he do it? Because he could remember what it was like to be one of them. Memory then is a foundation for hospitality. Many of those who are hospitable remember what it was like to feel on the outside. So many of those who invite others in do so because they remember how it feels to need a warm welcome. One of my favorite stories about Flora Speed is what happened to her the first time she walked into this sanctuary. Her husband was the new pastor about to preach his first sermon from from this pulpit. Her kids were young and were probably dressed in matching outfits. They walked into this sanctuary and walked down that aisle and sat near the front. They settled into a a pew near the front. Only once they had settled in, a woman walked down the middle row after her and, and stood right on the end, looked down the pew and said, you are sitting in my seat. (laughs) The Speed family stood up and they made their way up to the balcony where they sat from then on. Yet I can't help imagining that one of the reasons Flora Speed welcomed so many people into this church is that she could remember how uncomfortable her first Sunday was. Remember that you were once new here. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt. Do you remember? Do you remember what it was like to be poor? Do you remember what it was like to be young? Do you remember what it was like to be a teenager? Last week I was a chaperone for a high school youth group. We went to the Montreat Youth Conference. Each year, Presbyterian high school students from all over the country go. Hundreds were gathered in this great big auditorium, and I was looking around remembering what it was like to be one of them. Do you remember? Now, so much is different, but so much else is exactly the same as it's always been. The the smell of body spray almost covers up the smell of armpits in that place. At the conference, there were kids who had been there before and they, they walked around like they owned the place. They knew what was going on. Most of our group had not been before. They were all mostly new. However, there was a young man going into ninth grade who was in a more awkward situation than any of our kids were. He had just moved to a small town in Kentucky. He was the only kid from his church who wanted to go to Montreat. He was the only kid in his youth group. His mom heard about us, asked us to adopt him into our group, but I felt sorry for him because I didn't really expect our youth group to let him in. (laughs) Do you remember what it was like to be a teenager? You're at the conference with your friends from your youth group who all go to the same church and all live in the same town. When someone from another church in another town who no one knows tries to fit in, it's going to be an uphill climb, especially when we're talking about kids from Marietta, Georgia. I was standing in line with another pastor for lunch who had heard that I was from Marietta. She said, oh, my husband's from Marietta. Oh, yeah, where'd he go to high school, I asked. She said, from Walton, and I said, that's not Marietta. I'm a little more hospitable now. (laughs) But who cares if the pastor's hospitable? The pastor has to be hospitable. What about the kids? When I heard about this kid from Kentucky wanting to be accepted into our youth group, I thought about how hard it was for kids from the other side of town to feel accepted in our youth group when I was in it, much less a kid from another state. Only, I wasn't thinking about how my father's granddaughter is now in our youth group. Let me tell you, when I write down a name on my card this morning, it's going to be Lily Evans and her friend, Emma Grace Rutledge. These two basically assaulted this kid from Kentucky. (laughs) They assaulted this kid with hospitality. They peppered him with so many questions, it was as though he was a guest on Oprah. <laughs> they found out that his mom's a pastor, he has a 12-year-old brother, and his last name is Evans. so Lily was calling him her long-lost twin. <laughs> Sooner or later, they had more than just let this guy in their group. From the outside looking in, you would have thought that this kid rode up to Montreat from Marietta with us. And when we left Montreat for a home and I looked in the back of the van and saw that he wasn't there, I panicked. Lily, where's your twin? <laughs> remember. Remember that you were once on the outside. Remember that you were once the new kid. Remember that you were once a slave in Egypt. Remember that you were once lost. And remember that even after you've been found. Hospitality shares the same Latin root with the word hospital. Which reminds me how those who are looking for a place are not so different from those who are injured. They're both in need of something life-saving, be it healing or be it community. Likewise, the word hospitality is also related to the word hospice. Jesus said, In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. I quote that scripture lesson at almost every funeral. The promise that when we reach the end of our days here, that we will be welcomed into the Father's house matters. Knowing that He has prepared a place for you and for me and that He will welcome us all into that heavenly kingdom helps us to understand that those who show hospitality here and now embody a Christ-like quality. Who has offered it to you? Who showed you the hospitality of Jesus by welcoming you in? I'll be writing down Lillian Emma Grace on my card this morning. Who are you going to write down? Who welcomed you when you were left out in the cold? Who opened the door and let you come in? Who invited you into the group? Who has the power to make you feel like you belong? Who reminded you of Jesus? the one who will welcome all of us into the Father's house in the kingdom of heaven. Take your card, take the pen in the pew rack, and write a name down. Everybody got it? Hold your card up for me. And hold it up just just for a second. This summer... We are not using the Apostles' Creed like we usually do to affirm our faith during the worship service. This summer, we are affirming our faith by reminding each other and ourselves that God is at work in our world. If you look around the sanctuary and you see all these cards held up with names on them, then you will be reminded that in a world that can seem so closed and inhospitable, God is at work in this world among those who have been given the gift of hospitality. God is not silent, nor is He dead. Hallelujah. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.